hello, everybody, and welcome back to Resonant Frequency, the Amateur Radio Podcast. My name is Richard, KB5JBV, and I'm your host. And uh, it's Christmas time in North Texas. Yes, Christmas time in North Texas. We are uh, right now in the middle of an unbearably cold, cold snap. It's uh, uh, far, far cooler than most people around here could take is 43 degrees a bone chilling 43 degrees well okay i like it cold but a lot of folks down here know anyway welcome and it's good to uh it's good to have y'all back i'm sorry we're a little bit late on this one you know sometimes life gets in the way so uh uh, we're gonna go ahead and zip on through this and see if we can't uh uh, get y'all a little information to listen to and uh uh, who knows? We might even learn something along the way. All right. Well, looking at the uh, looking at the feedback, we have none. No feedback. Mm-mm. But that's okay. It's the end of the year. Everybody's got other things to do, and I'm sure it'll pick up next time. As far as announcements and stuff, I uh, really don't have a whole lot. We've got a lot of stuff going on at the other show, and. Uh, Y'all might want to check that out. Those of y'all who haven't gone and listened to the other show, y'all might want to go over and listen to it some. We do have amateur radio content over there. It is called Linux in a Ham Shack, but it's not all about Linux, the Linux operating system. And uh, a lot of times we talk about open source software, and every once in a while we uh, talk about that uh, operating system that comes from the evil empire. So y'all might want to go check that out. If you do decide you want to go uh, go take a listen, uh, just uh, zip on over to www.lhsinfo.org. Uh, www.linuxinfo.org. You can go on over there and check that out. And, uh, uh, we got Russ and Bill over there. And while I'm thinking about it, y'all, uh, y'all send Bill some thank yous and stuff because uh, Bill, KA9WKA, came on not too long ago to. Uh, take care of show notes and stuff and he's really doing a bang up job he's also uh doing show notes over at the other show now and uh i see great things ahead for bill i really do uh it's it's definitely definitely a big help having him on board okay so we've talked about the other show i guess that brings us to donations thank you thank you thank you all of you folks that have been uh, going over to amazon making some of your Christmas purchases over there, you're really helping us out. The great thing about Amazon is we cannot, there is no way to convert that to cash, but it allows us to be able to uh, purchase items that we need, cables and stuff like that, because it gets converted into gift certificates. And you folks have really been helping out on that end. And I appreciate every single one of you. But that also brings us to server fees. This is the time of year we start talking about server fees because uh, we're uh, coming up on it in a couple months. And since we only have uh, like a monthly release schedule for this show, we have to keep in mind that uh, that's coming on along. Yep, the uh, place where we host the blogs and the uh, the files for Resonant Frequency and Linux and Hamshack does not we do not get it for free so we need to start thinking about that and whereas the amazon uh, donations or the uh, 
stuff that comes in through Amazon is a great help. Once again, we cannot convert it to cash, and we can't use it to pay our service fees. So uh, if you get a chance, go ahead and drop a few bucks in the uh, in the donation bin. There's a link over at the website uh, over there at uh, rfpodcast.info. Uh, just go over and give it a click and drop something in there, try and help us out. Um, I really do appreciate it. I know things have been uh, kind of slow the last year or so, but it's uh, starting to look up things are starting to look up so with that what have we got next okay we're gonna uh move on to the next segment here in a minute and as far as that's concerned uh i don't normally throw my personal projects on y'all but i've decided that uh for the next show or so we may uh, may actually do that so uh, i really can't think of a lot else oh yeah one more thing uh, we're in the process of, uh, setting up a trip to Dayton, Dayton, Ohio for the Dayton Hamvention. Uh, those of you that have been listening to the other show already know about this. Those that had, those that don't listen to that one, uh, here's the information. Uh, this coming year at Dayton Hamvention, we're going to try and have a booth out there for, uh, well, both shows, Linux and Hamshack and Resonant Frequency, the Amateur Radio Podcast. And, uh, at this point we are almost to the point that we can uh, afford the booth and stuff out there. Thanks to the generous donations of the folks over to the show. And, uh, I am even in negotiations with somebody to, uh, get airfare and hotel accommodations, uh, covered for the Dayton Hamvention. In which case, I will be there. I was not at Ohio Linux Fest, for those of y'all that uh, are inclined that direction. I was not uh, able to make Ohio Linux Fest, but uh, we're going to do our best to be at Dayton this year. At the very least, we're going to do our best to get where we can stand across from the ICOM booth and make faces at the people. We're going to find Fred My W5YI, and we're going to do terrible things to him. We're going to douse soda on him. We're going to... Uh, talk about his bad hair and all this stuff. So, uh, y'all keep in mind that, uh, in the next few months, we're going to still be plugging away towards that. And, uh, we're going to do our very, very best to be in Dayton this coming year. I will also be trying to uh, hit some of the local, uh, local ham fest here after the first of the year about time for me to come out of hiding come come out and shake hands with y'all and everything else i've been kind of isolated because of my job and uh some medical issues in my family but uh it's time for me to get on out there and uh, get to meeting some of y'all again talking with you and finding out what's going on in the uh, north texas amateur radio operator's head so y'all be watching out for me and uh if you see me out there come over and shake my hand uh now it's no secret there's several pictures on facebook give you a chance to take a look and uh, uh make it a whole lot easier for you to spot me all right with that i think we've pretty much covered everything that we need to cover in this opening segment once again let me say merry christmas and happy hanukkah to those so inclined and as far as this happy holidays crap, hmm, 
No. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and move on. To, we're going to go ahead and move on to the next segment. Y'all hang. Y'all hang in there. Like I said earlier, I don't normally uh, bring my projects to y'all. And in fact, I thought about starting this sequence in a Douglas or uh, this uh, segment in a Douglas Adams kind of way, you know, uh, in the infinite uh, eddies and currents of the universe. uh, uh, Civilizations have risen and fallen and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but I decided not to. Let's do it very simply. For those of y'all who've been uh, keeping up, uh, you know that uh, sometime back I bought several D-Star radios. And uh, they've been uh, 
usable and pretty interesting, everything else. But um, where Richard is concerned, Richard's a digital guy. I've always been a digital guy. You know, uh, yeah, I get on HF and talk and do a little code every once in a while, a little CW. But my passion's always been uh, digital modes. You know, uh, I discovered Packet and Amtor when I first got licensed, and oh God, I was in love uh, because I could uh, combine computers, which I also love, and the radios. So, uh, you know, I've had various Packet projects and uh, different digital formats I've uh, used or attempted to use and everything else. And when D Star came along, it. Uh, opened up a new avenue well there's a uh, digital data on uh, on d-star and you hear a lot about that high speed 128k uh 1.2 gigahertz uh, data link that will uh, allow you to just do all kinds of stuff but you rarely hear about the uh, the low speed digital which when they say low speed digital um, D star makes it possible to have what is the equivalent of 9,600 baud throughput at uh, bandwidths that are acceptable on VHF. You know, we were uh, restricted on VHF with packet to 1200 baud because of the actual, uh, width of the signal. So, uh, this, uh, is an emerging thing. There's several good programs out there, uh, for doing it. And the one that uh, I'm partial to, the one I've been watching, is called D-Rats. It's written by a guy named Dan Smith, uh, KK7DS, I believe. And Dan's doing a bang-up job. And because this thing is cross-platform, it will run on Linux. It will run on uh, Windows. It will run on uh, the Mac also. Uh, there's guys experimenting with it out there. Um so, uh, like I said before, I've kind of diverged from where I was going. Uh, I bought the D-Star radios. This uh, made it possible for me to start examining this digital mode. And a few several months back, I was handed an old Dell laptop, a Dell Latitude CPT. It's about 10, 10 11 years old. And, in fact, it's so old that when I got it, I needed to... Uh, switch it switch the bios or adjust the bios so it would boot off the cd drive and when i called dell i spent five hours on the phone with them and they couldn't find the supervisory password to help me unlock the bios because dell's have a have a extra password in them that's supposed to help with uh that loss prevention or something and <laughs> they couldn't find the password, so I couldn't unlock it. The unfortunate part was it had an old copy of, uh, old bootleg copy of Windows XP on it. And this machine is not overly fast. It's not like a super machine, like, in my opinion, like the one I've got across the room, which is three gigahertz has three gigs of memory in it and a, a terabyte hard drive and all this other stuff this is just a little old laptop that uh 
it's got a 500 megahertz processor in it and 128 megs of memory and that kind of stuff. But it makes it uh, good because I don't have to take my good laptop out in the field. And since this one came to me free, if it does get damaged, then I really can't complain too terribly much. So I went out on the web and uh, located the procedure for unlocking the BIOS, which entailed taking the uh, laptop, disassembling the laptop, getting to the motherboard, then reassembling it just enough where the screen would work and the uh, power switch would work, and taking a piece of wire, uh, in my case a paper clip, and shorting one of the BIOS chips to clear all the memory in the uh, BIOS. Okay, scarier than you think. You know, I have a tendency to blow stuff up. <laughs> As all good amateurs should have a tendency to blow something up every once in a while. So uh, I was a little nervous about this, but I did get it open. I did get the appropriate pins shorted. And I made it happen. I got it cleared. So then I had access to uh, the BIOS where I could change it. Now, uh, understand around here, we are primarily a Linux house. Now, my wife runs Windows. I have one Windows machine that I use for uh, uh, doing the video on the other show. That's uh, my laptop, my other laptop. And everything else is Linux. I like Linux. It's free. Uh, and it runs way better. But I'm not even going to go off on that because this is not the Linux show. This is the amateur radio show. So I loaded a copy of a lightweight version of Linux onto this machine. And it runs like a champ. It runs almost as good as uh, any of my one gigahertz machines around here. And I went ahead and loaded a copy of D-Rats. Now, we got D-Rats on, and D-Rats has lots of features. You can create pre-canned messages, you know, write a message, and when the station it's supposed to go to shows up, it will automatically forward it. Uh, you can build templates to format these me to format these messages the way you want to. Uh, it comes with uh, templates for uh, ICS-213 forms, uh, NTS forms, and even emails. We'll get to emails in a minute. So uh, that part of it's good. It's got a chat screen, and you can even transfer files. Along with the other stuff that we're used to from, say, Packet, uh, the ability to beacon, uh, send messages, send beacon messages at uh, different intervals, uh, and in fact, Dan's got a, gone a step further. You can set it up to fire on the at the exact same time every hour if you like. And I was current asking him recently about, uh, you know, how far apart can you have these beacons hit? You know, instead of one minute, five minutes, ten minutes. And they assure me that you could probably set them up to beacon once a month if you really wanted to. So uh, 
we've really got a lot of versatility here. The This particular program will run with any of the D-Star radios because it's simply a matter of getting the baud rate right as far as the connection between the radio and the computer. Other features of this program are there's a separate program, which is, in effect, a repeater. For you guys that have run uh, run Packet in the past, it's the equivalent of a Digipeter or a Node. In fact, it's more like a piece of uh, dumb Node software than a Digipeter. So, uh, with all this, oh, I almost forgot email. You can also set this program up if there's an appropriate gateway in, nearby that has uh, this repeater program set up or uh, you have the a terminal set up to gateway from on air to the internet you can actually send emails from out in the field this is something similar to winlink but uh, winlink's pretty specialized in the fact that that's the main thing that it does There's uh, so many features going on with this particular program right now that uh, it's kind of hard to remember every last one of them. It'll even beacon DPRS, and you can even set up your GPS receiver to uh, go into it and update your position in real time. So the project at this point stands as uh, we're going to take one computer and set it up where it can be used in the field using DRATs. I have an IC2200H in the truck, which has the D-Star board in it. So it can be used for my portable operations. I also have an IC91AD, which is uh, my handheld, and it can be used also in portable operations. Here at the house, I'm going to take my ID-800, which is a, a dual bander for those of y'all who don't know, and I'm going to set it up as the, this kind of three-way relay station thing, meaning that uh, it will have an on-air port, it will have an inter internet connection, and another one of the abilities of the uh, the uh, gateway is that uh, it'll run on packet. It'll run on a regular standard packet through a, uh, a KISS mode TNC. So my plans for the station here at the house are uh, have the ID-800 running on AD star frequency, having the... Uh, packet running on one of our local packet frequencies because a few years back I got a wild hair and uh, did everything I could to revive packet here in North Texas and it's still going pretty strong and then have the internet gateway this way when we're in the field here locally or at least within the reach of my antenna which is up 30 feet and has uh, a little bit of gain to it we will be able to operate from the field, moving emails, messages between stations, uh, information over to the packet side should we need to, and everything else. 
Now, this is going to come in really handy in shelter operations and uh, and that kind of stuff. You know, here in North, here in uh, the Mesquite area, which I'm not actually in Mesquite, but I'm so close I can throw a rock over into Mesquite, and I am a member of the MCOM group out here. Plus, we have a D-Star repeater on a tower that's less than two miles away from my house. So this will put us in a position where we can use this as an, an effective MCOM tool. And that is the goal that I'm shooting for. You know, I'd be doing this anyway, simply because, like I said, I'm a digital guy. And I like that kind of stuff. But as I said before, I don't normally pull y'all in on my personal projects, but I thought y'all might be interested. I got a HF radio install I got to do at one point, and I'll bring y'all in on that. So, what we've uh, what we've got so far is we've got the program, we've got the hardware, we've got the computers. So, how are we going to pursue this? Well. First of all, you set up the repeater. Now, the repeater is called a rat flector, simply because the program's called DRATS. It's, it's a backwards acronym and all that good stuff and uh, everything else. Because if you look real close and you jumble those letters around a little bit, it's D-STAR. But anyway, so you want to set up this repeater, and when you get in the uh, when you get in the first screen, up at the top it'll say DRAS repeater proxy, and then you'll have a screen for settings. Now, where the settings are concerned, you set up uh, USB ports, and uh, well, in Linux you can set up USB ports. You can set up serial ports. You set it up with a uh, net address, internet. Yeah, or even your local network and that kind of stuff. And then you uh, have a setting for the port you want to set it to. Speed of the connection, of course. And then you're pretty much ready to go, and all you have to do is turn the thing on. Where the real work is done is inside the terminal program. Now, once you fire up that repeater, you're probably going to be able to, you're going to be able to connect to it but you're going to have to connect via the actual DRATS terminal program. Now, your choices in DRATS, you've got uh, uh, the message screen, which is kind of like a mail program. And from there, if you're set up to do so, you can send emails. If you, Even if you're not set up to do, do emails, you can send messages between stations because they're addressed to a particular station and... If you have auto-forwarding set up, when your terminal hears that station, it'll immediate be, immediately begin to forward that message. <coughs> okay, so, and there's other things you can do. You can uh, ping other stations. You can uh, uh, do different things with it. And you go in, you set set it up, you put your call sign in, your name, and all that good stuff, it sets up just like any other program. You tell it where to, what, uh, where to send uh, files you get and stuff. 
and I almost forgot about the maps. I'll get back to that. GPS information, you can change the appearance a little bit. Um, then you've got a screen where you set up your connections. Your radio is the uh, tag it's under. And once again, you can set up a network address, either local or out on the Internet. You can set up USB ports. You can set up uh, TNCs. You can set up uh, all kinds of stuff. Now, uh, the choices are, uh, okay, you can uh, set up a serial port, a network address, a TNC, or a DV dongle. Now, for those of you who haven't been following DRATS, the uh, digital voice dongle is a uh, piece of hardware that you plug into your computer. And with some software, you can operate and talk to people on repeaters and that kind of stuff. It's an inexpensive way to get into DRATS. Uh, I think they only run about 200 bucks at this time. So having done that, you can uh, also, getting back to maps, You can once you set up that GPS information, your location information in the, uh, in the setup screen... You can uh, uh, pull up a map and see where some of these stations are if they're sending their information. In the case of using the rat flector over at, Dan, over at Dan's website, and I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, in the case of using the rat flector over at Dan's site, uh, if several of those stations send their position, then... Uh, I can pull up the map and see myself here and a guy in Utah and a guy in New Hampshire and that kind of stuff. So I know where they are. Now, DRATS is currently kind of light because it's still fairly new. The uh, program is still in active development, and they are just hammering. Dan is just hammering away at it just as fast as he can. And they've got a pretty active group over there. on the mailing list so we've gone that far once we're in this thing and like i said moving towards a project i'm talking about in the auto qsts which were basically beacons what we would have called beacons uh on packet uh, you can set these things up and you've got a lot of choices in that in that case and we're going to consider this part one part one of a series of uh, episodes concerning this because uh, I know we're starting to go a little bit long. But you can set these beacons up at different intervals, like I said before. And you can set them up to transmit your station information. You can transmit uh, current conditions that you uh, can get from weather underground. Normally, in that case, it's just the temperature. Uh, something called CAP, which uh, I believe is another weather or uh, RSS type thing. Uh, you can send text files. You can tell it to execute a program. You can send uh, our information from an RSS feed. You can send a text file out over there. Or you can send GPS or GPS-A information in any of these QSTs, and you can set these intervals. 
you know, um, I had one on one machine that said, uh, this is a test. This is Shelter A at Rutherford uh, Community Center. Uh, this is a test. And it would go out every 10 minutes when I was running a, a simulation at one point. Uh, other auto QSTs I have, currently I have one in uh, this machine in front of me that says KB5 JBV testing DRATS repeater, uh, Mesquite, Texas EM12QR. And it's set up to fire every 60 minutes. So once I start it running, every 60 minutes it'll go ahead and fire off. You know, there's a really good file transfer facility in this. And uh, you can transfer over a hard line via network, whether it's internal or external. But you can also send files over there. One of the places this may come into play in the future is that, uh, well, we had staging area for uh, Hurricane Rita up here in Mesquite. And they flushed a bunch of folks out of, out of Houston up this direction. And they staged them at an old shopping center that was closed down called uh, Big Town Mall. And one of the things we could have used probably at that location would have been, at the very least, pictures of uh, what was going on. So you take a picture with your webcam or you take a picture with your phone and load it into your computer. You... Uh, Go ahead and set the file transfer up and ship that bad boy over. And this is not overly fast on big transfers. D, uh, D star is not, but it's getting better all the time. And those files could be sent to an EOC or whatever. So that's another uh, upside of this. So here are our plans from this point on. From this point on, we have the laptop up and running, ready to go. We've got the cables to plug into the ID800 to get on air on the D-Star side. I currently have a TNC sitting over here up and running because of a uh, research project I was doing on, uh, on APRS for the other show. So when we get that hammered out, it'll be plugged up and ready to go. So we're currently in the uh, at the point of testing and uh, attempting to get all the all the parts pulled together. Now there's a couple of minor issues with the software, and I'm trying to work through that with uh, Dan. Um, we've been having a couple of issues with the Linux side because I prefer to run this on Linux because. Um, well, not so much because we're a Linux shop here, but more about the fact that I know that I can start one of these Linux machines and let it run for months without ever having to pay any attention to it. I can let it just chug along and do its thing and not have to look at it for months. I've had up times of over six months, eight months with the Linux machines, and I cannot ever remember getting that kind of uptime on a windows box so when we get these minor issues hammered out i will get it up and going now 
you Windows guys don't get mad at me because I am testing this on Windows also. I do have a copy on my laptop, which runs Windows Vista. And I do have a machine down here that uh, has Windows XP Pro on it. So I am checking out both sides of the software. And uh, like I said, there's there's a few bothersome little bugs in there. But y'all have to understand that we're not even at version one of the DRATS program yet. So Dan is plugging away. He's doing the best he can. There's a lot of people that are watching it. Uh, beta testing and everything else and trying to get this thing running like a happy camper so that's pretty much about it just about as much as i can say about uh what's going on with this ongoing project y'all go over to uh y'all go over and check out dan's website uh, i believe it's uh uh com. Or just, uh, in fact, I'll put a link on the website to make it easier for y'all to get to it. And I know Bill will snag it up and we'll get that uh, squared away. Oh, yeah. Last but not least, when I get this thing up and functional on a regular basis, I do have a redirector pointed to it. And I will give out that information so that you guys can download a copy of DRATS, hook up to my reflector and uh, use it and see what y'all think about it it will give you uh give you uh the ability to check out drats or uh, d star digital and how how the stuff will work you know you really can't tell the difference between the internet hookup and the on-air hookup other than uh looking over at the radio and seeing that it's transmitting and I will make that available to all my listeners on both shows so that we can help hang, hammer out the bugs on the system. So with that, uh, y'all keep uh, y'all keep up, keep listening, and uh, check the website every once in a while, rfpodcast.info. Y'all, uh, y'all uh, go over and check it out. And with that, I guess we'll uh, go ahead and move on to some final words.
Well, there you go. Um, I hope I didn't bore you all too much with this uh, uh, D-Rats project. It's starting to come together, and I hope you all... uh, Hope y'all uh, enjoyed that. If you uh, y'all let me know if you liked it or disliked it, we'll uh, nip it in the bud if there's too many people that uh, don't care for it. But we also need input from the ones that do care for it, so we can judge correctly. Uh, we'll be continuing to do that. Like I said, uh, I have a somebody said something about doing uh, mobile installations not too long ago, and I do have a mobile installation project on the table. Uh, where I will be installing a uh, a Kenwood TS50 in my truck. I've been spending more and more time in my truck lately, so uh, I think that's probably a good place for me to operate some HF. Some of these uh, hour and two hour drives I have to make to get to some of my job sites and that kind of stuff. I would definitely uh, uh, appreciate the company, and VHF has gotten kind of uh, kind of hard to listen to when you're out on the road here lately, but that's okay. We'll, uh, we'll get to that. Like I said, y'all send me some feedback on the, uh, on the, uh, D star thing. And I'd like to know what y'all are thinking. Uh, y'all, uh, make sure y'all keep with us. We're going to, we're going to chug right on along and get some, uh, get some good shows to y'all. This is of course a slow time of year and I'm sure y'all didn't need too much show anyway, because I know you're going to be hanging out with your family and stuff. All right. Well, y'all don't forget, uh, y'all don't forget to go over and buy those last minute Christmas gifts over at amazon.com, uh, swing by the website and click through from our link. And that way the show will benefit a little bit from it. Um, like I said, I've got a big banner on the actual, I didn't say that, did I? I do have a big banner on the actual RF podcast website now. So all you have to do is just go on over and click it. Don't worry about what it says. Just go in and click it. Uh, make sure y'all click that donation button too, though, because every little bit helps. And it is that time of year we start worrying about server fees. We buy it up two years at a time, but that's a little more expensive than uh, we can go at any particular time. Y'all, uh, for those of y'all that are interested, like I said, y'all, uh, Y'all go on by the Linux in the Ham Shack website. I know some of y'all have probably stayed away because of the word Linux in it, but we talk about all kinds of stuff. Windows, uh, Firefox, uh, you know, uh, at Linux in the Ham Shack, we're not hardcore uh, Linux people. We're uh, whatever works best in a particular situation, people. Whether it's uh, Windows, Linux, uh, OS ten, whatever it might be. Plus, we have an awful lot of amateur radio content and uh, might actually turn you on to something that'll work better for you than what you've been using. So uh, y'all go by and check that out at uh, Linux, uh, what is that, lhsinfo.org, lhsinfo.org. Y'all don't forget to send uh, send Bill some uh, some thank yous for getting these show notes up to stu- up to snuff. Bill K nine W K A, y'all uh, y'all go ahead and send him a thank you, or at least say uh, say hello to him, because he is an important member of the Black Sparrow Media staff now, even though uh, y'all don't hear him on the air much. 
y'all can send him an email at ka9wka at blacksparrowmedia.com. ka9wka at blacksparrowmedia.com. If y'all want to uh, get in touch with me, send me feedback, follow me, whatever, my uh, email address is kb5jbv at blacksparrowmedia.com. kb5jbv at blacksparrowmedia.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Identica, and Friend Fees. I'm kb5jbv over there. You can also uh, check out our fan page over on Facebook, Resident Frequency Fan Page. Uh, there's recently been la- uh, dog on it. Recently been added a Linux and Hamshack fan page also, so y'all can go check that out too. Or you can follow me or friend me or whatever they call it over on Facebook. Uh, I'm on there as KB5JBV. I'm pretty redundant. <laughs> Resistant to change is what they call it. Resistant to change. I call it lazy myself. But that's okay. That is really okay. And y'all go on by the website for sure. Uh, over at uh, rfpodcast.info, www.rfpodcast.info. And uh, y'all check out what's going on over there. I know I've been kind of slack over the last couple months, but we're coming on the first year, and I'm probably going to have some content to get posted over there. Let's see. What else? We got lots and lots more, I'm sure. And I'm sure there's something that I will have forgotten, but I just haven't, uh, I, I must've forgotten what I've forgotten. Um, yep. We're struggling at this point. Anyway, y'all have a, y'all have a great holiday season. Spend some time with your family. I know I'm going to enjoy some time with my, my granddaughters. I don't get to see them much. And, uh, my son, who I see less and less because he's becoming financially self-sufficient. So he doesn't need dear old dad like he used to. (laughs) Anyway, from the bunker down here in Bald Springs, I say Merry Christmas to each and every one of you and your families. And, uh, y'all come back and see us next time. Christmas
Be one.